Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Cat. Hello, friends. How many people reached out to you over the weekend and said, please, God, do an emergency Saturday I podcast? Know. I know. Look, and you guys, first of all, you're awesome for wanting to know what we thought about it when all this, when the shit show went down. Shit show is the best way I can describe it. I know that you guys can use many other words. But when it all happened, yes, a lot of DMs we saw and tweets. Uh, hey, guys, can you please do it a podcast? Like, I need to know ASAP. Uh, to be honest with you, Scott, I, I'm, I, needed, I needed a day at least anyway because I was so infuriated this weekend with all of it. Like I was so pissed. I didn't even want to talk about it. Like that's how pissed I was. I was, uh, as soon as the announcement came down and we're going to play a lot of it coming up in a few, as soon as the announcement came down, my phone started blowing up. It was like every cop I know started texting me saying, what in the actual fuck did he just do? Mm -hmm. Here's a little bit. Of Doug Ford from Friday. Well, good afternoon. I've never shied away from telling you the brutal, honest truth. Never shied away from tough decisions. And today, I'm here to do just that. (laughs) First off, doesn't he sound like he'd been crying in his office for about an hour? (laughs) Crying, knowing I had to do this. Good afternoon, folks. <laughs> I just cried one out in my office a few minutes ago, and then Christine came in and said, pick your balls up and let's go. <laughs> Here's a little bit more of Doug from Friday. From doing what's necessary. And it comes down to two, three, three things. Limiting mobility, enforcing the rules, and getting vaccines and arms. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. We do need more vaccines. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do. Yeah. And we're going to talk about vaccines in a few minutes. Yes, and, and I don't know if it's part of this spiel or if it was another one, but I will say the only thing I, I was really good with was the fact that he's absolutely right. We're losing the war between variant and vaccine, and that is true. And I'm glad that that is, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see if actions can actually help with that. But, okay, let's continue. For our part, we're taking decisive action on the ground. Ironically, he actually did take decisive action. To dramatically step up enforcement. We have made the difficult but necessary decision to give police and bylaw officers special authorities to enforce public health measures for the duration of the stay-at-home order. I know that the majority of Ontario residents are doing the right thing. They're following the rules, keeping each other safe. But we need to step up enforcement. We need to focus on those who are deliberately putting others at risk by ignoring the stay-at-home order. Those gathering in large groups continuing to put themselves and others at risk. So understand the restrictions will be strongly, strongly enforced because they must be. (laughs) It's funny now Because we know that the very next day he had to backtrack on all of this shit. So for those who don't know, maybe you're outside of Ontario. Maybe you just weren't paying attention or you disconnected this weekend. Basically, what the premier announced was that police would have the power to randomly stop anybody in Ontario that wasn't at home Mm -hmm. and ask them, hey, 
fuck are you doing? I, the, the, what boggles my mind is the, as, I, as I was listening to it, as I'm hearing it happen, I'm thinking, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. No. And maybe it's because I know, I, maybe it's because I'm friends with and know of police officers who would tell you firsthand, that's not going to happen. Like, you think that we have the resources for this and it, it's not, it's not happening. It's not happening. The police don't have the resources or the mandate to do that. It's unconstitutional what he suggested be done. And frankly, I'm fucking astounded that there are actual lawyers at Queens Park and they clearly didn't ask any of them, including the solicitor general who made the announcement. Listen to this. In a dangerous direction across Ontario. With our hospital system experiencing devastating pressures as a result of sharp upward trends in hospitalization and intensive care unit capacities, it is essential that people respect the stay-at-home order and follow public health measures. This is a critical moment in Ontario's response to this deadly virus, and every single person in Ontario has an important role in protecting our communities. Unfortunately, Some people continue to attend gatherings and leave their homes for non-essential reasons. As a government, it is our responsibility to take action to address non-compliance and prevent further transmission of COVID-19. That is why, after consulting with public health experts... No, you fucking didn't. But anyway, we'll get back to that. We have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first provide their purpose for not being at home and provide their home address. We (laughs) deliberately... Did everybody hear that? Was it clear? We deliberately... We have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. They can't turn around now and say, oh, that's not what we meant. That's exactly what you fucking meant. That's exactly what you fucking meant. Solicitor General, I'm shocked she's got a job today. I cannot believe she is still the Solicitor General of Ontario after those words came out of her mouth on Friday. Mm -hmm. To the point where... Every single police force in Ontario had to come out and say, we're not following that order. We will not randomly pull you over for that. Honestly, do you believe that they thought that they would? Do you believe that with this announcement, they thought, how did they turn around after this and go, that went really good. Um, Police are going to be great with this. Not a problem at all. No one's going to have issues. Tell me they didn't. Like, is there, you know, is there something I'm missing here? Is this like an actually like a super smart strategy and I'm just missing it? Or is no. this actually as fucking stupid as it looks? It's as stupid as it looks. So I'm figuring that after this news conference, Doug and Christine Elliott and Sylvia Jones and Monty McNaughton, the labor minister, they probably went into some back room at Queens Park and feet up. And well, we, we made the tough decision. We took decisive action. That's what people wanted. That's what people wanted to hear. That's what we had to do. I don't know at what point on Friday they realized what kind of a fucking mess they created, but it, I would love to go through Doug Ford's text messages from Friday night. And I don't mean the cell phone that the public has access to. I mean the one that his ministers can reach him on because I'm sure he was getting blasted from every single person he knows. 
This is a premier who is well known as being a friend of the cops. And what he did was pit every single member of the public against the police. Mm -hmm. Any single person who was not in their home had to be looking over their shoulder like, oh, fuck, are the cops coming to get me? Are the police coming? And he did that intentionally. Sylvia herself said, we deliberately did it. Which is so unfair to the police. Like, as if they don't have enough going on that makes people dislike them or not trust them. You do this and make them seem like they're the target. Yeah. It's listen. It's sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just no. It's just like it baffling to me. And as I told you, as I was listening to it, I knew Scott. I knew they're going to be like, go fuck yourself. With which without, without saying it, they basically did right away. Here's a little bit more of the solicitor general. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. I cannot stress this enough. It is imperative that everyone limit their trips outside of the home to permitted purposes only, such as going to the grocery store or pharmacy, medical appointments, outdoor exercise, or for work that cannot be done remotely. We deliberately did it. They knew exactly what they were doing. And and, it's funny that they say, we consulted public health experts. Who the fuck did you talk to? I want names. What public health expert? Yeah, it's time to say names. What public health expert said you should start randomly pulling cars over and asking what their business is being outside of the house? What public health expert said it? What lawyer said, oh, yeah, that's totally constitutional. Go ahead and do it. So I'm just trying to figure out how, how have they not read the room so far? Like, how, how come they're coming out there? And again, I do believe in that moment they thought this is perfect. We're going to scare them. We're going to scare them into staying into their homes. This is what needs to be done. That is not what will work for you right now. Did they? That's really not what's going to work. Did they? Did they actually think though that that is exactly what we, that's that's the perfect thing that we need? That's the perfect piece of the puzzle to make sure that we get these cases under control. You know, I, I would love to give you an answer, Cat, but I honestly can't figure out what they were thinking. Doug knows dozens and dozens and dozens of cops. Did he not phone any of them and say, hey, just so you know, this is what we're going to be announcing today? Because any one of them would have said, "Mm, I don't think you should do that. We're not doing that. That's not constitutional. We can't do that. Did he not ask anybody? Really? Some doctor allegedly told him to do that and he just fucking did it? Are you kidding me? It's bizarre, Kat. Uh, Let's listen to a little bit more of Doug. Solicitor General. Oh, here's Doug deferring a question. So by issuing these new additional enforcement measures, it allows police officers to ask the person why they are not at their place of residence and what their place of residence is. And specifically to your question, um, if you are not willing to comply, then you are breaking the law. And there is an option for the police officer to issue a ticket. Thank you. What a fucking stupid move, Kat. I'm shocked that that came out of a premiere. I cannot believe that that was the way they rolled that out. Mm-hmm. No consultation, by the sounds of it, with any of the stakeholders. They actually put municipalities in a position where mayors had to come out and say they will publicly defy the government. When has that ever yeah, happened before? I, 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 
I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, my jaw dropped. I, I, as I'm listening, I'm going, this is not going to end well for you. What makes you think it is? And, or do you? Are you purposely? Like, again, that's why I just felt like, is there something I'm missing here? Like some kind of a strategy that I'm missing that I'm thinking, oh, but don't think about this. You're not thinking about that. And no, it's just it's fucking stupid. It's crazy. And, and you know, we all know what's going to happen this week. Right now, as we speak, closing arguments are getting underway in the trial of Derek Chauvin. He is the white former Minneapolis police officer who knelt on George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Murder and manslaughter are the charges. This is a very, very, very ramped up, politically charged week because no matter what that verdict is in Minneapolis, there will likely be riots this week in America. There likely will be. They're already happening. In some parts of America, the George Floyd thing brought to the front the defund the police movement. And you fucking idiots down there at Queens Park thought this was the week to put our cops in that position, knowing full well that this is the shit that's going to be happening this week. They don't have a brain in their heads, cat. They don't have a fucking brain in their heads. And listen, we've been saying this all along. If you guys don't recognize people are sick of being governed by you because your rules don't make sense, then there's really no point in going forward with any more restrictions because people don't like you. They don't trust you. And you guys just made it 10 times worse. The only way you are going to get buy in from the public is if you can do common sense explanations of your rules you need to explain whether you think you should or not you need to explain point by point why you're closing certain things Mm -hmm. great great question being asked by thousands when there isn't a single one zero documented cases of covid19 transmission from a golf course Why did you guys order golf courses closed? It is just ass backwards, isn't it? Like, they're not following science. So I'm trying to figure out what they're following here. Because they seem to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it just seems that everything that they're doing is literally the opposite. You're shutting things down that, like you said, have zero cases. Maybe the odd one. I mean, I'm not sure 100%. But I have not heard of any of those things. Golf courses. Or, um, you know, out some outdoor activities uh, being super spreaders. Like, come the fuck on here. These guys are so fucking dumb. They don't understand that people have brains in their head and real emotion. Real human feeling. And when you say, we're going to leave manufacturing open, but we're going to close playgrounds and golf courses, it doesn't add up in their head. And you guys wonder why people aren't listening? You guys wonder why there was such backlash and outrage about your new order to police on Friday? Nobody likes or trusts you idiots because you aren't doing what you have to do. You have to explain why something is closed. And you know what? There's even a pass. They can have a fucking out. All they have to do is say, no, there's absolutely no transmission whatsoever linked to golf courses. Tell the truth. Zero cases from golf courses, but 
We need people to stay home. We're trying to limit mobility. That's all they had to say. All they had to say. Yeah, golfing is perfectly safe, but you can't do it because it's a stay-at-home order. Now, they screwed it up even more in the apology, which, by the way, I'll give them full credit for doing. They needed to reverse course. I'm glad they did. No apology, but they did reverse course and backtrack on the police order, and they backtracked on closing playgrounds. Yeah, but it's so stupid because, like, you just made yourself look like an idiot, and you're telling everybody that what you did was stupid. It's like the, the little amount of people, the small amount of people that were still hanging on after before Friday— how can they still be there? How can they still be like, yep, fully support that? Oh, yep, fully support you backtracking on that. Yep, 100%. Great idea. Great job, everybody. You can't. Like, th- th- I don't know how many supporters are left. I really don't. It's like fucking amateur hour at Queens Park. Christine Elliott must be looking from left to right thinking, who the fuck am I governing with here? Who the fuck are these people? Here's a little bit more of Friday's news conference. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Premier. Um, should the federal government toss the per capita approach and instead distribute more vaccines to the hardest hit regions like uh, the GTA? Well, what we need from the federal government, uh, Natasha, we just need more supply. Uh, you know, th- this isn't a capacity issue. It's a supply issue. And I've been saying that uh, right, right from day one. I'm, I'm sure they're working hard for the supply, but we need them to double down uh, their efforts, and we need uh, them as well to push NASI, uh the decision on AstraZeneca. Folks, you, you look at the UK right now. They had less cases than all of on, Ontario. They they knocked the, the age down to 30 years of age with AstraZeneca. And uh, if, if you have an opportunity to get AstraZeneca or Moderna or, or Pfizer, uh, do it. But I- mm-hmm. Here's another problem. And Doug is absolutely right. You know, fuck, Doug, who the hell is advising you? Listen, you had a perfect day on Friday. You could have had the perfect day in the morning. Justin Trudeau had to eat crow. Moderna cut our our shipment again. That was it, Doug. He handed it to you on a silver platter. All you had to do was say, see, we told you we've been dealing with this shit for months. They keep cutting our supply. We can't have a proper rollout when you keep cutting supply. We can't vaccinate people if we don't have vaccinations. It's fine that you offered us the Red Cross to go and and help with these mobile vaccination clinics, but we don't need the Red Cross standing around with no needles. We need the shots. Mm -hmm. All you had to do was say that. And he totally let Trudeau off the hook for that massive Moderna flip-flop. Not only, not only, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and by the way, when it comes to Trudeau, what's he been saying since day one? Canada has ordered the most vaccines per capita than any other country on earth. He's been doing it since day one, misleading people about how many shots we have. We don't have that many. So Justin... And I'm positive he's been sitting on this announcement for a while. I don't think he made a phone call on Friday morning to Pfizer and somehow managed to wrangle up 8 million more shots. I think that was already planned. But Trudeau comes out and says, don't worry, Canada. We know that the Moderna shipment just got cut and you're worried and we're not going to have vaccines and blah, blah, blah. We just secured 8 million more from Pfizer. Yeah. Hey, Justin, if we already had all those shots, which you claim we did, why did we need to order 8 million more? Because we didn't fucking have them. Right. We didn't have them. You basically just caught yourself in your own goddamn lie. <laughs> not- we didn't have them. That's why you needed 8 million more. Listen, not only did Doug Ford uh, do exactly what you said, basically, he fucked that up because he could have 
probably at least put a little more of the focus and blame on Trudeau if he wanted to, but he completely flipped it. But then yesterday, Trudeau purposely, purposely taking aim at Doug Ford with this announcement that he's contacted other premiers across uh, Canada and doesn't even, I noticed, didn't even at him, didn't even at Doug Ford, just saying, don't worry, Ontarians. We're going to, you know, we're in this together this afternoon. In response, I reached out to all of these premiers, right? Names a few. We spoke about how we can work together. We're going to get people there to you. I noticed that he didn't even mention Doug Ford's name. Nope. I found that very interesting. So I think Justin's team is working hard to keep an eye on what's obviously on what's happening in Ontario. That's where, and that's where Justin Trudeau is too. Keeping an eye on that in order for these kinds of announcements to make him look better. Because I noticed he really flipped the script on that. He could have done a lot of other things, Justin Trudeau. and But instead, yes, you're right. Make the announcement about Pfizer. And then, oh, don't worry, Ontario. We see you. I, I've talked to all these premiers. I'm the one that's going to save your ass. Yep. I found that very interesting. Oh, sure. Justin Trudeau doesn't give a flying fuck about COVID except for where it creates a political opportunity for him. We heard his finance minister say it. We know this budget that comes out today is going to spend us into generational debt. We know all that. He's buying an election that he wants in June. You know, I was livid when I heard that the Moderna shipments got cut by so much. And by the way, we're going to go through a stretch for the next couple of weeks until the new Pfizer shipment comes in with Moderna being cut where we don't have a lot of vaccines for the next little while. We don't. That's just the reality. We don't have enough Moderna right now. So when Doug could have made Justin wear that, he totally let him off the hook by announcing something so stupid and so outrageous. It was completely unnecessary. Doug, do you guys like kicking yourselves in the dick? Because that's what you're doing. You guys had this. This was Justin's day to flop, and you guys not only let him off the hook, you used the fire extinguisher on him. Oh, don't worry about those flames, Justin. We'll put those out for you. We'll set ourselves on fire instead. God damn it, it's stupid cat. Hmm, Holy shit. I know, it's like a a, a joke. Like, there's going to be a movie made about this. Like, that's the way I was feeling the entire weekend. I'm like, one day, we're going to be able to look back on it and laugh our asses off at these fuckwads are doing what they're doing and saying what they're saying. It's insane. And hopefully we know more information because I sure as shit don't know very much of what's going on now. I'd love to learn more. I'd love to know the exact details of how you believe you procured all of these initially. That was, do you might remember we were actually public enemy number one at one point uh, around the world. Canada was being looked at because Trudeau was boasting about how many fucking vaccines we have enough to vaccinate everybody 10 times or whatever the fuck the, the rhetoric was that were, that was everywhere. And we were looked at as these hoarding assholes. And now look at us. We're a laughing stock. And I don't know if you keep tabs, if you watch the COVID world vaccination tracker, like I do, it's pitiful. Scott, Canada is absolutely pitiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doses administered per 100 people. Israel at the very top. And I understand a lot of this has to do with money. I get it. States, of course, is up there. I believe they're in the top 10, just hanging on. Oh, you have to go down past uh, Qatar, past uh, Serbia, Singapore, Estonia, past Austria, past Iceland, past Lithuania. Oh, there we are. There we are. It's unbelievable. Like, we shouldn't be in this predicament. We shouldn't. It's so embarrassing. Sorry, go ahead. It's so embarrassing. You know, I know they would do anything to, to help the people of on, Ontario um, uh, just because their their capacity right now, uh, 
you know, they're, they're going to be maxing out, and I'm sure Quebec is as well. But again, um, I always say I love the Maritimers. I, I love the East Coasters. Uh, do you know who's been an absolute champion? They all have been, by the way, but uh, Dr. Andrew, uh, Andrew uh, Fury, uh, Premier uh, Fury, the new Premier of, of uh, Newfoundland. I'll tell you, the people in Newfoundland, I love you. I love all the East Coasters, and he has called me more than anyone. He is messaging me, how can I help you? He's trying to put teams in a small place like Newfoundland. This is, you know, they, they wear their heart on their sleeves out there. He's putting uh, some professional health care workers uh, together. He says it might not be much because we, we, don't, we aren't that large, but it's just the effort and the caring, uh, you know, coming together right across the country. And I'll tell you, when we get through this, I'm taking a trip out to the East Coast and thanking uh, all the maritime uh, provinces. It's almost like he's planning a campaign stop. Like, what are you doing sucking the dicks of everybody on the East Coast right now? Shut up. You just finished saying you're closing Ontario's borders and you're talking about taking a trip to the East Coast when this is over? God damn it. Read the room. Holy shit. Nobody's thinking about that. What are you going to go out there and is this come from away part two? What what the hell is going on here? (laughs) If there's a musical number, I'm fucking watching it, though. (laughs) You better believe it. Hey, Newfoundland, you want to help Ontario? PEI, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, you want to help Ontario? I get that you guys are allowed to have your share of vaccines. But the problem on the East Coast, because of smart management, is not nearly as bad as it is here in Ontario. We're in a full-blown fucking crisis here. This is bad. 700 plus people in the ICUs. It's getting nuts. We've got field hospitals, nurses crying throughout their shift because they're so overworked. Doctors mm-hmm. going crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. And and if you guys really want to help us, maybe agree to take half the vaccines that you were promised and send the rest here. All of Ontario, even the spots that don't have a problem, are being asked to sacrifice a little bit. We're going to send less vaccines to the good areas, more vaccines to the hot spots. Okay, if that's the strategy to put all the vaccines in the hot spots, then it should be nationally, not just Ontario asked to give up theirs. I mean, let's be honest. If you're there in, let's say, uh, Gray Bruce, you don't need as many vaccines right now as Peel and Toronto do. Maybe you do need them, but you're not getting them because they're sending them to the hotspots. Why isn't all of Canada directing more vaccines to the hotspots? And don't get me wrong. If you're in Halifax listening to this right now, you're thinking, fuck no, we want our vaccines. There are vaccines. I totally understand it. I happen to live in a fairly safe area, too. We don't have a huge problem where I live, but we're getting less vaccines because they've got to go to the hotspots. So if we're doing that, why isn't it an all hands on deck? Why aren't we sending a ton of vaccines to B.C., Alberta, and Ontario? And no disrespect, Manitoba or Saskatchewan, you don't have a problem there. And I get it. Why would you be punished for doing well? Great question. I ask myself that all the time. But if this is the strategy, then this should be the strategy. I am glad to hear, though, that now they've made the AstraZeneca vaccine available to 40 plus. That came down yesterday, and that's really, really, really going to speed things up. Yeah, that is extremely helpful. And I I don't know where are we at with this Red Cross situation? Because uh, on the note of, of Trudeau, I, I don't even think that we have anything set in stone here. But 
It's a Band-Aid solution. Yeah, it's like, fucking dumb. Well, we don't need more people to administer shots. We need more shots. Well, the, the truth of the matter is, if we did if we did have extra people here in the province, it's possible they could help alleviate some of the uh, smaller clinics and uh, et cetera and get more workers in the hospitals. Yes. I don't know. I just don't know if any of this shit is actually helping because I, I don't work in healthcare, So I couldn't tell you that that's the fucking answer or that's one of the great answers th- that we'll experience. But I just know that more needs to be done. Yeah. We need healthcare workers in Ontario. The situation has gotten that bad that our hospitals are being overrun. And it's weird because, you know, you can be driving around bright blue skies, feeling great on a Monday and eh, eh, everything's good. If you see a hospital while you're driving, you should know that what's going on in there is apocalyptic. It is a worst case scenario in every hospital in the GTA and beyond. It's bad. We're we're calling consulates now and asking other leaders to send us more shots. We're begging for healthcare workers to come to Ontario because we don't have shots. Mm-hmm. And and really, the public has decided. I mean, I think we can tell based on the reaction from Friday, the public does not want to be governed anymore when it comes to COVID. They don't want to be told what to do. So, again, back to our point from weeks ago, it comes down to vaccines. You've got to get the vaccine effort going. You're not going to police people into behaving themselves. They're going to do what they want to do, and they're going to hope they don't catch COVID. If you want to keep the numbers low, you got to get the shots here. That's the only thing that's going to stop this is vaccinations because people have had enough. And it's because of stupid shit like, yeah, there's no cases at all. Zero linked to golf courses. Ah, We're going to shut golf courses down. Thousands of cases linked to schools and to manufacturing. Schools were open until last week and manufacturing is still open. It doesn't make sense. And that's why the public doesn't buy in. And I don't know what it's going to take to get these guys to realize that they, the public isn't paying attention anymore. They think the government is full of shit. They think the, the doctors themselves are great, but the doctors advising the government, this health table, they think they're a bunch of fucking morons. Because this doesn't make sense. You get the premier coming out to make an announcement. And then right after he's done, you get half the doctors that are on that table saying, that's not what we wanted. That's not what we said. Who's lying here? Who's lying? Somebody is. It couldn't have been a misunderstanding. How did it come to that? It's fucking dumb. Uh, One other thing here, too. When it comes to those AstraZeneca vaccines being available for 40 plus The AstraZeneca one is the one that's available in pharmacies. It's going to be super convenient for anybody who wants to get vaccinated to go and get Mm. vaccinated. Yeah, I'm glad to see that 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 happened. I don't know. We'll see, I guess, in that age range between 40 and 50, how many are are hesitant to get that shot. I mean, that's the one that I think if any I think we all agree if anyone says that they're unsure of that, that's going to be the one. But I hope that there's enough people that do step forward and get it. It is you're right. It's absolutely convenient to have it available at the pharmacies. Uh, we'll see. We did get, by the way, when we talked about this this morning, have a lot of people still really confused and unsure over the age of 40 now saying, I'm willing to do it. How do I do this? So you can sign up through like your local um, public health uh, site, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just sign up there and it'll give you all of the all of the information. Do not show up at a pharmacy and be like, hey, can I have my shot? That's not how it works. 
Don't even call the pharmacy directly, I think, unless it tells you specifically on that website that you go to for your area to do it. Because at this point, I think they're just busying out the line at pharmacies. They're just so fucking done with people randomly calling them being like, can I can I come in and get my shot? Well, did you properly sign up for it? So there are things you have to do. Look into your own region and your own area's public health website and all the info will be on there. I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Do you think they'll end up opening it up to 30 plus eventually? Do you think they'll have too many issues finding enough people to take it 40 plus? They're going to have to open it up to 30 plus. In fact, I, I, I'm at a point right now where I think anybody 18 plus should be able to register. We've been saying this for months that everybody should be registered by now if you want the shot. But they didn't do that. They didn't listen. They they think they know better. And then we paid millions for some shitty portal that doesn't even fucking work half the time. Crashes regularly. They should just open it up to everybody. What I don't understand, though, and this is something that I think the health minister needs to be asked about. We had the National Advisory Council on Immunization, NACI, N-A-C-I is the acronym. They were the ones who said, don't give it to 55 plus or 65 plus or whatever it was. Then they backtracked and said, well, we fucked up. It's uh, nobody under 55. Give it to everybody, 55 plus. There weren't a lot of takers. Not a lot of people wanted it. You can get an appointment today. To get an AstraZeneca vaccine at a pharmacy if you're 55 plus. It's going to get a lot busier tomorrow, though, when the 40 plus can start getting it. And this is because the health minister said that NACI is currently reviewing their guidance on 55 and older. They'll have updated recommendations in the near future. But Health Canada still has AstraZeneca approved for 18 plus. So you've got this national council who has contradicted themselves so many times yes no yes no they still haven't weighed in and said it's fine for people 55 and under but we've started making it available to 40 plus now meanwhile health canada says it's good for 18 plus who are we supposed to listen to even the government apparently didn't realize that you could give it to 40 plus until this weekend sometime because the health minister pointed out, well, yeah, I mean, NACI's going to really reveal some new guidance later. But either way, Health Canada still says it's good for 18 plus. If that was the case, why weren't we doing this weeks ago? Why? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what they had to go through or double check things or proper, properly test in whatever way that, that may, means necessary for them. But yeah, okay, well, that'll be interesting to see what happens. But hopefully if you're 40 plus and you want to get that vaccine, you're able to get it very soon. I happen to believe that the AstraZeneca vaccine is safe. I don't mind telling you I think it's safe. And if that's the first vaccine that gets offered to me, that's the vaccine I'm going to take. I have no problem doing that. And I'm going to book my vaccine tomorrow because I'm over 40. You are under 40. How long do you figure until you get a shot? Do you oh still gosh. think it'll be June or do you think they're really going to speed this shit up? I don't know. It's honestly, it's I, I every single time I hear that there's a delay in shipment, it doesn't surprise me. Like, I'm not like, oh, no, my time. Like, I seriously, in my mind, I'm probably not going to get one until August. And if I do that and if I make myself believe that I'm in my age group in my 30s, I'm not going to be able to get one until then. At least if it pops up earlier. Hey, that's great. That's great. I, I know some people that are in my age group that are finding ways to get it anyway. I'm not sure I want to do that um, because I'm I'm just doing all the things that I regularly do. And so far, knock on wood, everything's fine. But, yeah, I honestly think it's 
I don't know. In, in my mind, it's August. And if it stays that way, then I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's not. Hmm. Apparently, the premier is going to shuffle his cabinet this week. <gasps> you think it's time, Doug? Do you think it's time what? to put a new face on this fucking disaster that, that's but, been created here? But that's not going to, it's not going to, do you, do you think a move? Do you think there's a move big enough? I'll ask this way. Do you think there's a move big enough, a, a shuffle big enough that will actually save Doug Ford himself? No, I mean, the only shuffle that should re well, actually, there is a couple of shuffle moves that need to take place. Personally, I don't think the solicitor general should remain the solicitor general. I think any solicitor general who gives the order that was given on Friday only to be rescinded or amended on Saturday has absolutely no confidence whatsoever. I think Sylvia Jones has got to go. Whether it was her idea or not, she still signed off on it. She's got to go. Stephen Lecce has got to go as education minister. And and I hate to say it because I like Steve. He's a nice man and he's very smart. And I think he's a very compassionate guy too. But this was the guy who last Sunday said schools are staying open and then had to come out Monday and say, yes, schools are closing. And today is the first day with schools officially closed because spring break is over. So I, I have a feeling Stephen Lecce is going to be gone. I don't know who they would put in that education portfolio, but the teachers unions have got those ridiculous commercials on right now. I mean, teachers unions, if your job is to try and discredit the government, save your money. They've done a good enough job at discrediting themselves. Now they've got about a year to work themselves back into favor with the public, if it's even possible at this point. Mm -hmm. Now, Ford can't shuffle himself out. Actually, technically, he could. He could shuffle himself out, but he's not going to. We know that. Not right now. Although I would not be at all surprised if he's not the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario this time next year. Yeah, I don't think it's unlikely that that would happen. I I mean, again, it's hard for me to tell because sometimes when he comes out and says what he says, I think, are you even fucking seeing what's happening right now? Are you ignoring it or are you just hoping for the best? Because if he seriously is that oblivious to the way people are reacting and obviously making those changes that they made and backtracking the way they did this weekend. And one example of many that I could give let you know that, yeah, I think that they know something's up. So it wouldn't be shocking to me. I don't know how he could really come back from this. I don't. And it's, it's a shame. I did, by the way, get a couple of private messages because you and I, one year ago, talking about this exact topic of, of COVID, we were pro what Doug was doing. Yep. Yep. And I, and I'm, I fully admitted that. For a long time, I thought he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job until recently that changed. And after I sent out a couple of tweets, like I told you, I was angry this weekend. So after I sent out a couple of tweets, I did get a couple of people messaging and saying, wait a second, hold up. I thought that you were a supporter. And I said that a lot of things changed over the course of a year. A lot of things have changed. I was hanging on by a thread. I think it was the, the last lockdown that we had over Christmas. I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. This makes sense. Let's let's lock down in January. Let's get these numbers corrected. So much has changed even in the last four months alone. So I actually had a good conversation with someone. It wasn't one of these hateful things. I, I tend to ignore those, by the way. If you want to send a shitty tweet to me, I'm not going to respond to you. But if you want to have a conversation, I'm totally cool with having a conversation with you. And Scott, same thing, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, like I'm good with that. But things have changed so much. And for me, I don't think there's anything salvageable here. I really don't. I I really hope that we just get through this. Buckle down. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do what I have to do. But fuck, if I can't trust you, why have you around? And I just can't. Yeah, listen, when it comes to Doug, Doug had me for wave one and even wave two. And I was with him 
when he basically wanted to try and vaccinate through this. And, and let's be clear about this. This is not Doug. It is Justin that's in charge of getting the shots. And you have to remember, we went through February with no shots. If we can do 40% of Ontario in April, we should have been able to at least do 30% or even 20% of Ontario in February, then more in March, then we would not be in this situation now. Doug is absolutely right when he says if we'd had those shots in February, like we were supposed to, we would not be in this situation. If they had closed the airports, no incoming flights carrying COVID, we wouldn't be dealing with these variants. He's right about that. But it is here, and now it comes down to how you respond. And the federal government seems to be trying to sabotage Ontario at every turn. They're playing games. They have been since day one. They're spinning numbers and, and doing such generalizations. It, it's, it's disgusting how they're misleading the public on the vaccinations. Put it this way. If we had enough vaccines, you'd be booking your first and second shot at the same time. You're not. They stretched it to four months and they mm-hmm. did that because we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Stop saying we have enough. It's, uh, you, knock it off with this shit in the freezer. We don't have enough. And we know like you're again, I go back to what we said in the beginning of the podcast. At one point, we seem like a selfish nation hoarding all the vaccines. Where are those fucking vaccines that we've reportedly hoarded? At this point, I'd rather be looked at as that. But look at us. We're a fucking joke. This whole fucking country is a carnival. And right here, we're the, on the main stage in Ontario. It's ridiculous. we're Canada's Florida. We are. We are. Hey, listen, I mean, Florida's doing great. So is Texas. And people are like, well, why are they doing so well? It's pretty simple. People went outside where there is no risk of transmission or an extremely rare cases of transmission outside. They're getting exercise. They're getting vitamin D. They're happy. They're fulfilled. That does amazing things for your immune system. And this isn't just about drugs and vaccines. It also has to do with what's in you to be able to fight off a virus. You need to have a good immune system. I firmly believe that. Getting outside is essential. And when Doug and Sylvia and Christine and Monty there on Friday said, forget it, nothing outside. I mean, they were wrong to do that. They were flat out wrong. They're ignoring part of the science. But again, back to the federal government, when it comes to them, there's a lot more they could do. Variants wouldn't even be here if they weren't allowed to get into the country. There is no Canada variant. There is no Canada variant variant there's a brazilian variant a south african variant a uk variant and the list goes on none of them are from canada they got here somehow because the planes are allowed in in fact i took some heat on twitter on the weekend because i put out a very smart suggestion and people said oh you don't know what the fuck you're talking about that's federal that's federal hear me out assholes it's pretty simple doug can't stop the planes from landing he can't airspace Air travel in general is governed by the federal government. Justin could shut it down anytime he wants, but he won't. And he hasn't. Not since day one. All he'll do is say, we've got some of the strictest rules in the world. Well, clearly they're not strict enough because there's a lot of variants here and more coming in. The only way Doug could have any impact on that is by using his power, his power as premier for taxation. If I can't stop the planes from landing, then maybe I'll just make it very undesirable undesirable oh boy you can tell i've been talking for eight hours eh? (laughs) undesirable make it un 
make it less likely that they want to land. Right. So you're saying like basically put some kind of a special tax or a charge on it now so that companies who are shuffling people in and out of the country go, oh, fuck me. It's not worth that much money. So fuck it. I'll just postpone any trips to Canada. You, you know what you could do, Doug? Since we have to have a carbon tax now by order of the, the prime minister and now the Supreme Court backed him up on it, since we have to have some form of carbon pricing, just charge a million dollars a liter for jet fuel. Put a tax on the fuel that those planes need to refuel. Any, any flight that's not Canadian-based or Ontario-based, you want to refuel at Pearson? Here's our new gas tax. Fuck off. They're not going to do that. If you get one of those long income, sorry, that's non-essential flights. If it's an Amazon flight or a vaccine flight or a military flight, they're exempt because they're essential. I mean, non-essential passenger travel, slap a tax on them to refuel, put a landing tax on them. Yeah, I don't know. how Charge many- Pearson a tax that they have to pass on to their customers. It, it, There's for, ways to do it. Sure. For some, I think it might work. Um, but for others, I mean, then you're just going to get into the zone of like, well, these rich, privileged motherfuckers who are already living the dream right now, doing what they have to do and want to do. They're not it's not going to hit them hard unless it's a big enough price to pay. I mean, it's one way to do it, but you're right. He's not. He, he, I don't think he's going to do it. They haven't. I don't think he realizes it's, he can. It's fucking third. Well, that's well, that's a problem all on its own. If you don't even fucking realize your powers, I don't know if that's stupidity or you don't take the time or you don't. You want to pretend you don't know. Maybe it's that too. I really don't think that these are people in power that actually want to make decisions that they should be making. Listen, even if the tax idea isn't feasible. You get what I'm saying, right? There's creative solutions to these problems. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it because it is, it does come down to money. That's why it's, it's a, it's a shame. It's a fucking shame that their people's lives matter a lot less than what they might have to go through if they make moves like that for the people who have money and means. That's exactly what it is. Thank you, everyone. Have a safe weekend. God bless. We'll get through this. I promise you. Mm-hmm. See, what sucks is I really, really, really think that Doug cares. I think he wants to get rid of COVID. I think he hates that COVID's here. I think he had a really ambitious agenda and the whole thing got derailed by COVID. But he keeps doing these dumb, not thought through things that I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Is Doug the dumb one or is he just surrounded by people that are really stupid or trying to sabotage him? I, I really can't figure out what the, the answer is there, Kat. I really can't, but it's amazing that the things that have happened have happened. I, uh, what is such a self-inflicted wound on the weekend. It wasn't necessary. And that was the last straw for a lot of people like, forget it. People are checked out now. They're not even listening to you until you start making sense. And frankly, what's open and what's closed does not make sense. If the point is to get rid of COVID-19 COVID. <laughs> and when is somebody going to ask him why he says COVID instead I don't of COVID? Know. I, I, you know what? I know. I think of that every time, but usually I get too overcome with what the fuck that I forget yeah. about the COVID part. I, uh, his next news conference is going to be legendary. The next news conference, when he finally comes out and has to face the questions, I, I, I don't even know what kind of a spin you put on it. You know what? Uh, Doug or whoever the fuck's doing communications over there, uh, the, the next communication you make should be to me. Give me a call and I'll help you guys out of this shit. Until then, you guys are just going to keep throwing up shit and it's going to keep falling right on your own heads. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Ugh. How was your weekend? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I went to a playground and I was happy about that. So. Uh, I'm glad they open playgrounds. They, I, I don't actually care if golf courses are open or closed. It really doesn't matter to me. I haven't played once this year, and I probably won't until you're, they're going to be open consistently. But consistency is what we need here. Mm-hmm. Consistency in following science. You don't like flip-flopping and not following the science? <laughs> is that I, what you're saying? Honestly, you know what? They should probably just start televising these health table meetings. They should, so that we can see, wait a second, yeah. Did a doctor tell Doug to rewrite the Constitution so police can pull you over arbitrarily for no reason? Did a doctor tell you to do that? Or was this some pie in the sky idea? You know, I like stupid know shit. Too. I want to know all of the fucking details. Lay it out for us in detail. How did that conversation go? I feel like at this point, it's all right. It's all right. You're 100% right. Right. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to After 9. Uh, this one, all COVID. We'll try and do some other stuff this week. But you know what? Frankly, COVID is the topic. Yeah, exactly. We, we, I mean, we needed to do this today. I know a lot of you were asking for it. We will talk, cover some other stuff for sure um, this week. Hey, tomorrow's 420, so maybe we'll have a little bit of fun with that. Tomorrow. You never know. Want me to light a joint for that one? Yes. I don't mind getting a little high for that. Yes. Maybe. We'll Please. see. Okay. As long as I don't have to drive anywhere, I'm totally cool with it. Do that real sticky, <laughs> icky, icky. Do it. Have yourselves a great day, everybody, and God bless the people of Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) And fuck COVID. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.